Welcome to the School of Calisthenics podcast with your hosts, Tim and Jacko. Welcome back to the School of Calisthenics podcast with Tim and Jacko and only Tim and Jacko. It is podcast 108, Tim. I've got the numbers down in front of me, so I know. And uh, we are talking, it's the, it's the start of a new decade. And uh, 2020, we wanted to talk about what we shared a little bit on social media and it gives us a chance to go take a bit of a deep dive into it. Our goals for 2020 and most or more importantly, how we plan to achieve them. Yeah, it's one of those deep, reflective, meaningful and a little bit personal ones. So if that's your cup of tea, sit back and enjoy it. If you like the hard science... Wait till next week. (laughs) (laughs) So before we just get into the podcast, we wanted uh, to let you know about the workshops we've got for 2020 because we have also added a UK retreat um, that is selling out fast. As we record this now, there are only three spaces left. So by the time this goes out, there may have been more gone. Uh, we've also got one in Sri Lanka, if you want to go a little bit further afield and join us in the hot weather of uh, the beachside resort in Sri That's Lanka. That's in December. Why would you not want to be in Sri yeah, Lanka in December? Exactly. There is, there's 12 spaces for that, and there is only five left. Uh, there's also a host of workshops across the UK and in Europe. So uh, if you are wanting to come this year, I know a lot of you sent some messages recently about booking onto them. Get on some quick before they are sold out. We don't want you to miss and miss out, and we'd love to meet you. So, with no further ado, roll that jingle. So unscripted, unrehearsed, Jacko. Let's dive into this one. Must goals, be a podcast. It must be a podcast of me and you <laughs> shooting the breeze. Um, goals for 2020. How has the year started? We did a bit of a reflective piece for Christmas around what last year looked like. So since we recorded that, we went away to South Africa, which was amazing. A bit of a holiday. We did a workshop out there, which was incredible. And we've had big some... up everyone in in, yeah. in South Africa and Cape Town. We actually got spotted twice, and it's the only time it's ever happened. <laughs> so I'm like, we need to move to South Africa. Yeah. Um, and we were... I was walking through the airport, and some bloke stopped me. And was like, oh. T- I- Jacko, and I was like, "Hello," and he was like, "I just seen Tim as well. He was just with his little lad, so I didn't want to disturb him." But and he was with his family, and he, he was like, "I really wanted to come to the workshop. I've got to go on holiday with these." <laughs> the best <laughs> one was when we were at the play park with Jack, and the guy walked past, goes, "Shouldn't you two be doing human flags or something?" And then we're like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, I follow your stuff." And I was like, "What really?" It always takes you by surprise. Very odd, um, but massively appreciated. Anyway, the point was that we were away, and we've had some extended time to reflect on on what we're going to come into for this year. I've seen some. Um, some uh i'm gonna say noise but that's like it sounds really detrimental i've seen some thoughts manifest themselves from jacko's brain about what he is gonna do oh you've which seen is noise. exciting well or uh, heard noise uh, i've heard noise but seen them i've seen you voice them oh sorry i thought you meant you were like looking in my brain like heaven forbid <laughs> um <laughs> so we thought we'd spend a bit of time like chewing through some of that because there might be something in here which is gonna be helpful for you guys as you start to make your plan for 2020 yeah, I think particularly the uh, strategy of like what, how and why we're going to go about them rather than the goal. So whether you have the same goals or not is completely irrelevant, but the principles of how we're going to go about uh, trying to achieve them and redefining our impossible um, is where the, the take-home messages will be, hopefully, if we do a decent job. Good point. Um, I actually wrote down my training program f- block 
overview, top level, and put it on Instagram last night. So I'm primed and ready for this conversation. But wow. I'm going to let you go first, Jack. Oh, well, good, because I was, gonna, I was going to say, there's your first point, because what is most important about our goals is writing them down, and we have both written our goals down, so that is step one. Um, there's a blog, if you're interested, about goal setting, so we don't want to talk too much about that now. There's a blog on the website, uh, just went up, it's the last blog that just went up, I believe, um, about goal setting and how to set effective goals and this kind of, this idea that when you before writing something down it's just a thought in your head it's just a dream it's just something you'd like to do when you write it down you start to become accountable to it you see it in front of you you can go back revisit it you can see it you can reflect on it put it somewhere where you're going to see don't hide it away somewhere and be scared of it um but the research into um goal setting within the sort of business setting is that apparently um, don't quote me on this but apparently you are five to ten times more likely to achieve a goal when it was written down compared to when it is not so we've already five to ten is more likely to achieve whatever it is you wrote down on that piece of paper which makes me feel good so i think it would probably be magnified by that if you actually then wrote it down and told other people about it yeah like what we're about to do now <laughs> yeah like, it's like a real commitment because if i don't do it now people will be like well you said you're gonna do that thing you didn't well i'm gonna just step it up a notch then all right so if you're listening and you you know you like connecting with us i would love it if you barrage us or at least nudge us along with if you if you like well, hold on a minute in a few in a few sort of weeks or in a few months go hold on tim jacko you said you were going to work on x and I ain't seen any of that from you. Are you still doing it? Like, keep us accountable uh, to you too. Well, let me put going up like, another notch. Hang on, I'll put a notch on that one. A little, a little caveat. One of the things I need to sort out in the early stage of this year, and I can talk about it later, but may not, and it probably won't make it to Instagram, oh. is a little bit of ankle mobility stability because it's not that exciting. So if you're nudging me about ankle, like, so contextually, changed oh. running uh, stimulus. Are you barefoot with no, oh. but like when I've been doing some more sprint work or whatever, I've just yeah. been struggling a little bit of like ankles aren't responding that well. And the, the reason being is it's a change in load intensity. And I've done the stupid thing of going none to lots. So I've got to go and rebuild a little bit of multi-directional stability and strength. Well, I think there'll be a lot of people listening that also do things like running and might have bad ankles and would actually, even though the video might be not that sexy they might still like to even see that Timbo. So if you would like to know what Tim's actually doing to help that because you want you need some help with your ankles, et cetera, as well, then drop us a message. Mm. Encourage encourage Tim to put stuff on oh. Instagram that isn't sexy. Yeah. Because sometimes I did some like, yeah. I was in the gym there just on that point <laughs> and I'd done some single arm handstand stuff, which we can talk about again, butchering my whole, like my, 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 big, uh, my big plays. Um <laughs> And I, th- I was like doing some RDLs. And I thought, no one wants to see this. Who <laughs> wants to see me doing an RDL with 25 kilos? <laughs> um, line was 30. Anyway, let's get on with... Um... Do you train legs, bro? <laughs> yeah, do you even lift, bro? Uh, let's talk about your stuff, Jacko, because oh. you've, you've done some fairly audacious things to start the year. Two things. You've bought oh. yourself a child's toy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so that is on my list, yeah. You've been to gymnastics. Is it a child's toy or is it a man's toy? Or Anyway, I bought, yeah, <laughs> I, it came off. Um, I, <laughs> whilst we were away, a friend of ours that we were with, uh, Gemma, um, she didn't challenge me, but she did challenge me. She asked me a question, which turned, I turned it into a challenge to myself in that um, was asking about hobbies and said, like, do you, do you have any hobbies, Jacko? Like, because obviously, like, do you consider like training and your calisthenics? Like, obviously, you love it, but 
it's is it work do you see it as work or is it still a hobby or where does that fit in and i sort of firstly went into because i don't have any hobbies firstly went into um my hobby's life i just (laughs) (laughs) then i um but i first went into defensive mode i was like well um Coffee art. Defending myself. Yeah, coffee oh, I've lost my machine. I've uh, yeah, lost my machine. Sure my my manufacturing. Yeah, I need to bring that coffee machine back. <laughs> um, well, actually, no. This is a bit of a sidetrack. Lidl, sending me a new one. All right. Um, get back to your, <laughs> get back to your hobbies. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I was like going, well, all my, um, all my hobbies have always been sports. Like when I was a kid, I played lots of sports and therefore, and that was all right. Like how come now as an adult that I do my hobby is still a sport? Like why is that? like bad like that's just how it's always been type of thing and then I later then just sort of was just challenging me I thought well why don't I have a hobby like what what can I do for a hobby that's just literally for fun I don't want any there's no goals no anything like the definition of true play being for the pure uh, love or enjoyment of it with no set parameters so I did what everyone would do when you're 37 years old is um, you go on Amazon, you it's secret, you get a secret Santa for yourself because when you get to that age, you don't get any presents and you buy yourself a 30 pound skateboard <laughs> and you go, I last got on a skateboard 21 years ago. Let's see how this goes. And all of the, lots of encouragement the response on Instagram has been overwhelming. It has, but equally with every positive response, not that they weren't positive, there's as much equal uh, worry that I'm going to hurt myself <laughs> as well, there is not people. Got to, I haven't seen you with a helmet on yet, Jack. <laughs> but well, interestingly, the most, and this is just encouraging people, whether your, whatever your skateboard is, it doesn't have to be a skateboard, but there are a load of people that have actually messaged me going, oh, I actually bought a skateboard as an adult as well, but I don't dare use it or I feel silly or whatever. We put up some sort of barrier and you joked about a kid's toy is like, why is me and my sister at Christmas were out in the street Two, she's what two, three years younger than me. She'd be 34, both absolutely terrible on it. And people driving back, the must have thought we were crazy and we were laughing at each other. But just having a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh with it, and it was. I it was saw that nice. you'd skated past the real skaters down by H Street Performance. There's a, there's a little outside the gym. There's like a square, yeah. sort of communal yeah. area, and there's a, there's always skaters down there doing smoking stuff and doing tricks. Been do, they're good. Did you Some do either of those two things? Some, you of, <laughs> Some of them are very good. I, d- um, I, uh, I don't know what the etiquette is on like, do jo- I have to be at a level? In. If any of those guys are what, listening, I'm sure, sure they're not. But <laughs> am I invited? Like if I've got a skateboard, is that what you, are you allowed to do it or yeah. do you have to be good? I don't know. Anyway, skateboard I can still do an Ollie. And <laughs> <laughs> you're in. I can still, anyway, so that is my, that's I one of my pure good. for fun. Um, I've actually got well, my thing I've written down. I've got like, a load, I've got my goals and I've got like, I, for some reason, I write mantra. Um, and one of my, under my, my play category of that is that's where my skateboard is, is written. It's, it's just for fun. Just for and fun. Just for laughs. Nice. Let's go tip for tat. Come on. I'll All come right. back then. Uh, my list is very extensive, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you, I'm going to hit you with a little bit of top level. Yeah. Um, and this might, this might be, I'm in danger of an overshare. No, go for it. I like the overshares. I came into the end of last year fairly tired. And from you know, we did the retreat in September, didn't we? Yeah. Um and I don't I didn't put together a stable block of wellness until New yeah, Year. Just like put like not like didn't take you out, but you was like constantly, constantly cold. Yeah. Like and, and part of that is because I've got a two and a half year old going to school in the house, which is a disaster because he brings everything home with him. 
but there was just a general block of just not in, I wasn't ill, well, I was ill, but I wasn't like chronically ill, but was just picking up bugs all the time. And then got to South Africa for Christmas and just started to de-scale, de- wind things back a little bit and just started to get that real re- realisation of, of like how highly strung I'd be. And not that I was like being horrible and aggressive, but just ramped up with that kind of chronic stress in, in many ways because we try to do a lot. Like we're busy, we're, we're managing a lot. There's a lot of other stuff going on and work, family life, the same thing that everyone's got going on. But it's not, it's funny, like I had four weeks off basically and away at least. Um, and it took me that long to actually probably come back down to somewhere where I felt good. And I was like, I was sleeping really well. I just had this sense of like real peace. I just felt really good um, and not feeling like I was like ramped up and tense all the time. Um, so my general sort of feeling for this year is, is I want more of that. So I've got to I'm managing a little bit about how I go about things. So a lot of it as I'm reading or have almost finished Ryan Holiday's um, Stillness is a Key Book, which I cannot recommend highly enough if you feel like um, you need a little bit more of that in your life. It is it are really short chapters that you can just get into on a daily basis, um, one a day or whatever, and it's uh, really, really well written. Um, and that's one of the things for the year for me. It's just a little bit more stillness, a little bit more peace, um, and, and just yeah, self-care is probably a fair way of saying it. So that is um, that is the one thing which is kind of, kind of govern everything from a lifestyle perspective. And there's a, another thing is just to, to share something and I won't go into any details of it, but there's a number of different things of people that have happened close to me and people that I know. And it's just like put stuff in perspective of going, actually, do you know what? Like all this stuff that we get stressed about on a day-to-day basis is massively irrelevant because there are some real things that are the real kind of like key what's actually important in my life isn't often what I spend my time stressing about and it potentially not stressing but it's where I should be directing more attention because they are where the real value is yeah told you it was deep no it's good it's funny like we've recorded another podcast before this and we both had written down on the page a certain thing which is on my was actually top of my my list under mantra is listen to your body and that to them for me goes across to like rest and after I'd written a few other things down, I got to the end and then I actually went bang and put something right at the top, which is um, health is the most important thing, like health first. Mm. Like not my whatever handstand goal I might have, like actually that is for my, my I don't know why I wrote the word down mantra, just for whatever, it, but I've just got this like thing of wanting to go, what's my, my mantra and what's the most important thing of that? And then... Um, my goals are just going to, a lot of the time for me, goals are about, uh, or training movement goals are about giving myself motivation to want to do something. Um, I've, I've talked a lot about that before and I've, I'll, I'll go into my goals in a, in a bit, in a, in, in a bit, but so I've, I went with this, which just, it's just, it, yeah. it fascinates me how often like we haven't talked, we said it completely unrehearsed. I didn't know what you've written that like, what you were going to talk about. And you were even then weren't even sure whether you were going to sort of share that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. And it's like, um, how often those two things just match up. So yeah, I had, um, health, health first, listen to, listen to my body and get better at listening to my body, practice actually doing that. And that fits in with that. Mm. Um, I'm reading one is writ to read more and I'm reading, um, Shout out to Richie Norton who recommended this. The, I've got it in front of me. The Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McKeon. McKeon? McKeon. Um, 
And uh, I've been saying for a while, and we had a couple of guests on, like Richie, like Tony Riddle on the podcast, that are talking about breath work. And I was always like, I was like intrigued, like, but I didn't, I wanted something to actually like instruct me. Go like, I don't, I had this, I don't think, no one teaches us to breathe, right? It happens automatically, but I know that there's different ways I can breathe. I can do it through my nose, I can do it through my mouth, I can let my chest expand, or I can let my belly expand which one of these things am I supposed to be doing and when, what sort of right. Anyway, I'm only about a quarter of the way through the book, but I flipping love it. So it's I a big book, actually. It is big, yeah. But um, I'd recommend anybody, if they're interested in breathwork, well, I'd recommend everyone reading it, but if you don't like reading, if you don't like breathwork, you're not going to probably like it. But I would still recommend reading it because I think it could be literally yeah. life-changing. A word of, of um, not caution, but just advice. I've got a book about breathwork called, by a guy called Dan Brule, which I got on Audible. And I didn't get as much out of it because it's actually these sorts of books are better in yeah. hard copy. Yeah, Coach Owen, I was talking to him about it. He said to me, um, "Should I get his audio book or, or hardback?" I was like, "Yeah, no, get the yeah. get the actual book." Um, I think Audible is an interesting one because it's great to get through content, but for that sort of stuff where there's a technical component, I don't think it's as useful. Yeah. So that's going to fit into my sort of listening to my body and relaxation, etc., with breath work. I put then, some practices in with that already. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's and it fits into that health bit. It's like I'm, it's uh, something that I'm doing a few things like it, trying to do like some stuff during the day, but it's like in the morning when I first get up, I've started to get into a little bit of a, a routine, which is just sort of waking up a little bit and having a bit of me time mm. or whatever etc and doing a bit of anyway i'm enjoying it we'll see how that goes um and then i've we talked about my play skateboard and my other one which basically links into my um goals is enjoying variety of training um so i want to enjoy doing lots of different things within the gym environment calisthenics or more wider than uh, that? no within within my within my calisthenics training yeah, yeah. and it's 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 basically I do. It's because I do enjoy doing lots of different yeah, things, yeah. rather than, and it might not necessarily in the shorter term be the best way to work on a specific goal, but I enjoy more doing lots of different things, and I want to give myself the freedom to be like, learn to do X, Y, and Z slower, but you like doing like I know like when as I start to understand myself better in the context of I'm allowed to do any training I want, I'm going. I'm starting to realize what I like and what works for me. And therefore I'm going to sort of double down on that or just give myself the freedom to do it yeah, yeah. rather than being like, so what are some of my sessions at the moment are not like the best well-structured, but I'm enjoying them more. And then I'm being more consistent at, at that over a, over weeks and months rather than just the one session being the correct number of reps and sets. Yeah. Of, do you know well, we so you'll the... see me just like mixing up a few like well, this is it. Things. I was going to say like we were in the gym on Monday together been... and like you got started <laughs> before that and like you were literally like, like you might as well have been like a toddler because <laughs> yes. it's like just going from one thing to the other and if someone says to you what's Jack doing I've got flipping no idea I don't know just loads enjoying of variety well, yeah, but just moving which yeah. is like a really good thing but there was no I couldn't spot a common trend and it's like if I come in and said to you right Jacko what's the session for today you probably wouldn't have been able to tell me uh, well uh, so this is where then it starts to come interesting I've got then these goals that I've got that are my I've talked ages ago about um, finishing rugby wanted to learn a human flag shoulder flexibility was awful in the overhead position 
the goal of wanting to do a human flag was large enough a desire for me to do something about my shoulder mobility, flexibility, overhead position. Whereas without it, I wouldn't do anything about it. I've talked about hamstrings, etc., as well. So I've like I'm paired up things that I want to do, like to do, with areas of my body that need to be improved, um, and then I have that then variety. So like, um, and sessions will have a at the moment so far sessions will have a potentially slightly more pull focus or push focus, but it will. Um, I'm trying to get that variety across i've got enough variety of things i want to work on that i can do lots of different things with throughout a week to then hope for the the other thing is to then not overtrain just one thing by getting too obsessed with i want to do x yeah um so i'm hoping i'm enjoying at the moment we'll see how that plays out well that's the point though isn't it like you do it until it doesn't become fun anymore and then you might go you know what i really i've done a period of that now and i've kind of scratched that itch but there's, within that, I've identified these things that I want to work on. So I'm actually now going to go and do some more yeah. dedicated work towards a certain yeah. specific thing. But like before Christmas, I did a, like a proper strength block. And I think I ended up doing like a, a one or two reps, maybe on 40 kilo pull-ups. Yeah. And built up to that. And like, it's good. I built my strength, but like, didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily, and it didn't change the world for me on some more pulling exercises. It was like I felt a bit stronger. Um, and I'm not, and at the same time, as you say, there's not to say that um, on a few of these goals that I look, I'll identify that, okay, I actually need to do a block of this and this to help with that. And I'll, I'll probably go and then do that. But, I'm trying to learn that. Yeah, I definitely like the variety. Well, the other one I think you should talk about is we, when we were flying to South Africa, Jacko and, and Catherine, his wife, were in the seat in front of us. And I, I could see over Jacko's shoulder what he was watching um, on his on his little um, uh, TV screen. Yeah. And at one point, he just turns around to me like a <laughs> face. Like, he's just like the most excited person in the world. He goes, 100%, I'm going to backflip next year. 100%, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm like, you do it. You, you go right. for it. Because you watched a parkour film, haven't you? unbelievable <laughs> so that's on the car best now. part of my holiday <laughs> yeah we've got it on the build song the build song yeah but no, like oh man just these parkour guys that like, were just i love like i think there's, there's a bit like with the skateboard a part of me would like to be cool enough to be like like a like that type of person but i'm just not i'm too i'm it's just not me <laughs> you're a rugby player yeah that's and a you. science geek or whatever but yeah, yeah. um i yeah, so I'm drawn to things like that. And then we'll just see guys just like running around, just flipping off anything. It just looks so... I know, I, I know it's fun because when we've done a few mess about sessions at gymnastics, then, yeah. And I've talked about it a little bit already on, on the socials. Of um, I've had the goal of a backflip for about three or four years. And I've never seriously done... Did one little bit where we saw Sam Olden, the Olympic mm. gymnast in Nottingham, and did a, maybe did two or three sessions and I did do one without a spotter once but then didn't do anything about it and so this time I'm going to be my mantra on it is <laughs> we went on Monday me and Owen went on Monday there's an adults gymnastics near us and we were the only two adults there there's just some kids messing about and so we it was me and him were just with this coach and I probably did 50 backflips with him uh back tucks with him spotting me gradually less and less and less he spotted all of them and never got rid of one but my abs today yeah, are yeah. in bits and this is now three days later <laughs> got silly doms still like um and so i a part of me wanted to, to go the, the old jacko wanted to go right we're gonna go every week and we're gonna nail this and then the, me trying to be sensible is like going you know what what will be better 
is going maybe once every few weeks or once a month, but mm. just consistently do it, but not trying to overdo just it. Just going to do it. so. Um, I'm not actually bothered whether it happens this year or not. I just want to try to be consistent with something. I mean, the guy was literally said to us both. He was like, "You both could do a backflip right now." After, after having seen us, he was like, "Yeah, just um, you're not gonna. Even if you land it, you might land it badly. Like neither of you are gonna land on your head. Like yeah. you're, you're jumping high enough and you're turning fast enough. It's fine." Yeah. Um, well, a little trick though. See, if you get a toddler, you can get into gymnastics. For three pound fifty. Yeah, is that the same place you been? Yeah, yeah. It's cool, and then you just need to go and jump over the children to do like it's, it's probably frowned upon if you're doing backflip practice when there's, to, when there's toddlers in the push them out of the way in the foam pit. But I mean, you go over the week, it's quiet. Uh, do you actually know the um, secret weapon for this? Is he needs a little bit of convincing? Um, Marcin, um, who does our videography and edits. Oh, he's the a gymnastics coach. He is a gymnastics coach. Mm. So I said, mate, you can spot me, surely. And he's like, dude, I, uh, dude, I just coach kids. Um, that's my pretending to do his accent. <laughs> um, so I'll potentially convince him because I think there's a big jump. You know, once you can do it at gymnastics, I want to be able to just do it. Like you go, yeah, oh, what yeah. here? Just in the supermarket? Yeah, why one. not? Problem I said is it will be quite difficult. You know, you can do a backflip anywhere. It'll be quite difficult to, to not do one. Like tell me, what's the reason why I wouldn't do a backflip? Whilst walking through little, <laughs> <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? We might have got skinny jeans on, <laughs> <Yeah>. something like that. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Go hit me. Where, we, well, where are you? we we said that we were like we stopped before we started this half an hour, Jacko. Well, we are twenty five minutes. Okay, so we've got five minutes left. <laughs> um, Hopefully, people will listen. Oh, crikey! So I, I, this is taking a little bit. I've got quite a bit of stuff running through my head, and I'm going to try and filter it out because you don't want all of it. Um, I haven't. St- Training-wise, I haven't started the year in a great shape because of I didn't do enough while I was away. But that's just the reality of that. It's not not really not, not wanting to train, but just the reality of being on holiday with a baby. Relative, though, your your not great shape is still better than the rest of us. <laughs> well, I don't know. I came back with some shoulder pain, like so. I, yeah. I was like pinching overhead, rotator cuff on my right shoulder's not feeling great. Like it's pretty grotty. So there was it wasn't I wasn't moving that well. And the first couple of sessions back, I've changed gyms, um, so I'm now training at a gym which is like five minutes from my house, which has already made a massive difference in my frequency of sessions, which is is one thing. And I'm kind of going back to basics. I haven't got a a strict program at the moment from a strength perspective. I've got a couple of mobility things I want to work on. I've mentioned I need to sort my hips out a little bit. Lots of sitting, just it's a weak area for me. So I want to do some stuff on that. So I'm going to combine a bit of um, strength mobility work using the Movement and Mobility Masterclass. I've got the great content from Olive, just being able to sort of mobilize some of that stuff. Strengthen those up. And those will maybe have some longer term carryover onto things like press handstands and that sort of stuff. But the, the, the initial thing at the moment is just to get them moving better and get better strength through range, particularly through quality. And, and hip flexors which is a really boring thing to talk about but it's kind of I know that it's a weakness for me um, from a skill perspective I've I'm ready to take on a single arm handstand or one arm um, I haven't really I'd like to know can I just put that mm. out there to like the handstand community maybe we need to ask Jonathan Jonathan last um, check his podcast out with us that was ages ago but mm. uh, he's a ledge um, I've asked him to uh we're going to potentially do a little collab with him. Yeah. Um, is is it single arm handstand or is it one arm handstand? What's the correct I terminology? I think it's a one arm. 
I think. Or are you allowed to use both? Or like what's changeable? Obviously, they're the same thing, but is yeah. there a consensus like? Mm, it's probably some really if, knowing the handstand community, and I get shut down because it's probably a really nausy thing that some people get really obsessive about. I don't care. <laughs> Single arm dumbbell press, or is it a one arm dumbbell press? Same yeah, thing. It may. It might be that everyone's like, yeah, no, it's yeah. both the same. Let's call it a one arm. Um, so uh, yes I feel I've not really been at a point where I wanted to give it that much attention and I did quite a bit of strength work last year started off with handstand push-ups finished off towards some some more higher intensity pulling work and I haven't focused on a skill thing for a couple of years now Um, everything else has been like shadow planche front lever improving muscle ups and that sort of thing so I'm going to go after it and give it some time and I've done about two weeks of it probably like let's say four or five sessions on it um i've got two main drills that i'm working on and i've got that initial cognitive phase of lots of errors but feeling better every time i do it and i know i'm going to hit that point where i plateau and it's going to become harder well the last video saw looked great yeah and i'm taking a slightly different approach so i'm keeping rather than going for the straddle where I think I'm in danger of more like helicoptering and having to worry about the rotation. I'm keeping feet together and shifting to one side. And where I know straight away is I'm, I'm not strong enough to yeah, hold myself in that position. on that for your upper traps to like... Unbelievable. It's tough, isn't it? But I can start to feel the shift. One thing I've realized, like we've talked about this before, is that we don't really use a kick-up handstand. So I'm in the gym, like using a kick-up because it's the most efficient way yeah. rather than pressing into it all the time. And I'm like rubbish. Like yeah. the other day I did one, maybe like third or fourth set, but it literally took me five times, five attempts yeah. to kick-up to actually hold the well, handstand. But I'm going to get better at yeah, that. Yeah, but that's what I'm going to say. The interesting thing is at the end of this process, you'll have a single arm handstand and your kick-up handstand will be yeah. in piece of cake. Whilst we know you're probably really enjoying the podcast, there's something else that we think you will also really enjoy. And that is the virtual classroom. If you're a beginner, we have got an eight-week free beginner's program designed to help you start your calisthenics journey where you're going to learn how to move better, get superhuman strong, and have a lot of fun along the way. If you're ready to take your training to the next level and learn some of the iconic calisthenics movements like a frog to handstand or a muscle-up, then inside the virtual classroom you are going to find all the training programs and educational information that you need. But rather than keeping you from the podcast for any longer than necessary, head over to schoolofcalisthenics.com where you're going to find a bodyweight training resource which is different to anything else available anywhere. Tim, I think they're ready to get back to the podcast. So I'm starting to shift around, I'm feeling that balance point and I'm using the wall. And if I go up against the wall and I get my balance point and I shift across, it feels pretty good with the corrections. And I can actually get across, shift a decent amount of weight onto one side and then get my feet off the wall and hold it. So I'm going to go based very simply on what we know of just shifting from side to side in the handstand, just build the strength up freestanding and then I go to the wall and then just use that to build the strength capacity and I'm not going to do a lot else to start off with there'll probably be some balance drills in the future but I might be naive to think that but it feels like at the moment if I can do those two things yeah. I'm not going to be a million miles it's amazing off. the difference you know that strength is going to stay up on that one side and not lose that sort of structure mm. integrity of the shoulder amazing the difference makes when your feet are on the wall yeah compared to yeah, freestanding yeah. like it just shows that difference in stability demand of like it's just a, it's 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 a it's an absolute different kettle yeah, of fish yeah. when you're freestanding to uh, from just from the str- ignore the skill part but just from the strength part. Mm. Um, and, and this is the one thing that I wanted to kind of I hope might be of value to people is that I am focusing on one calisthenics goal this year predominantly because I know my one arm is going to take me a long time, so I'm not going to try and do anything else. And everything else that is in my program is foundation strength. 
and it's and I just need to because if I'm going into a session and investing some time and some movement and doing some one arm practice, which I'm gonna because of a skill acquisition process is gonna have to happen quite regularly. I need to be hitting that two or three times a week potentially if I can. Um, and then whatever time left, I'm doing some more strength work. I've I've done quite a few sessions since the start of the year, but you wouldn't look at them and think I got a lot done, but I might have been in the gym for an hour, an hour and a half or whatever. And and the I'm also doing total body. Either, so I'm doing a lower body barbell based, so a hip or knee dominant. So that's either trap bar deadlift. Um, I'm doing some reverse lunge work with a barbell, RDLs, um, some, some that sort of stuff, not really back squatting. And the benefit for my lower body is feeling is unbelievable. Like I haven't done a lot of intensity lower body for a few years, not properly and consistently. Um, and I'm really like feeling good for having that back in and enjoying it as well. Um, and then I might be throwing in a vertical push or a horizontal push pull. Those things I think will start to start to take more shape as I go through. But there's no structure around that. I didn't. My shoulders didn't feel great, so I didn't do pull ups for two weeks. I did my first session yesterday on pull ups, and I didn't. My wall handstand push ups were hurting my, in my shoulder, so I didn't do them. So I did some pikes. But I can feel myself as the strength comes back. What's interesting is strength is such a good um, weapon against injury. Yeah. As I get, I'm yes, I'm doing some more release work than what I was doing. But as strength comes back. Any of those aches and pains and niggles around, I had something in my right knee, I've got something in my right shoulder, they're starting to go away as I start to feel like I'm building that strength back yeah. in. And my last one is the gym that I'm training at now has got really fat bars. And those of you that know, will know that muscle-ups are easier on thinner bars than they are on fatter bars. So that's going to be, nailing those is going to mean I've got to go back to the basics of strength and speed on a different bar to start to then go and be able to do muscle-ups confidently and that that's probably my secondary i'd like to get to the stage of putting together 10 muscle ups nice. um but that's like if that happens it happens if it's not it's not but it's i know that i need to do more pulling strength i don't want to take on something that i had started on a one-arm handstand a uh, one-arm pull-up oh, yeah. but with a single arm handstand that's more of interest to me because it's more skill-based yeah. and strength. And you don't necessarily, for the overload, don't want to do two single arm tendons will, will hate it. Sensible. Um, so that's it. So it feels very simplistic, but again, it's trying to bring that, and it, I don't want to sound too like fluffy about it, but like the stillness of going into the gym and just having quite a simple program, yeah. but just nailing down the basics and then not stressing too much around having too much to do. Yeah. But it's it's almost feels like it's quite different to where your approach has, but the same. Like I'm liking the variety of my strength stuff, but I'm going in there and like not doing a lot. But what I'm trying to get done is real like dense quality yeah. so that I'm hitting things on a regular basis. And yeah, that's what my thoughts are. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's an interesting contrast again, like same, same, but different. Like yeah. it's very different. But it's also it would look like two entire different sessions, but the, the, the ethos behind is, it is yeah, kind of yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. And the last point from me on this is like I am start of the year, and it's not a midlife crisis, but I am aware that I'm forty in November. Party, yeah. Um, We're going snowboarding, right? Hopefully, I've got like a snowboarding invite from you for like we February. Put a hold in. Is that happening <laughs> this year? Yeah, I've got one like in Madari in February. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I've told you I'm going. You weren't necessarily invited. <laughs> I thought it was an invite. Because <laughs> we're going with Karen's family. We could if you want. Oh, yeah, but well, it wasn't well, an invite. It was more like, I'm away on holiday kind uh, of notification. Right. Sorry, oh, I should have yeah. made that clear. That's awkward. Um, you've not booked, have you? <laughs> you've got me flat, haven't you? <laughs> I didn't book accommodation. I thought I was staying with you. <laughs> 
So like without getting morbid about it, like I'm conscious that 40 is a fairly big turning point. And what kind of shape do I want to be in 40? Because I've got this thing in my mind that go, whatever state I'm in at 40 is going to have some significant point on how I feel when that day arrives. And I don't, I'm not going to have my, my world's not going to crumble when I get to 40 and my next good 41, but I'm already sensing that it is a fairly significant milestone and I might be halfway to death. Um, I, I'll make a prediction. You look 25 now, I think next year you'll look probably 26. Yeah, maybe aged a year. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm setting myself up because I want to feel really good on my 40th birthday and I want to be there and go, this is what I've done this year. So some of the density of the training is about just maintaining and building the foundations for what I'm, I actually want to... I'm setting my stall out for the next 20 years. And I know, because you see 60-year-old dudes who don't lift weights and you can't get you can't look good in a pair of jeans if you like if your ass is flat do you know what i mean and it's getting into the mindset that actually my training does need to change a little bit based on what i want functionally to be able to do and a one-arm handstand is is an audacious enough thing and if i can do that then like flipping badass anyway and i can be a good birthday photo yeah shirt off shredders (laughs) (laughs) large and in charge which will never happen i still the same (laughs) <laughs> regardless of what I do. Sorry, I rambled on a bit there. Yeah, I liked it. That Good. Was, that's it. That's that's what's on the plan. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. And have you, is there enough there in terms of um, the process you're going through to make that, to make that happen? Uh, yeah. Is there in terms of that? how I'm going to, the, the, the process of... The, yeah, the, the so technic- that if, someone, if I'm listening and I'm nowhere near getting a single arm handstand, but I am going to have the say like the, the principles of how you're going to achieve it. You talked about the simplicity of it, that rather than trying to do too many things necessarily um, at once and you're basically working on two things. Mm. Is there anything else to add to that? If, so, if someone wants to apply that to their own goal that they've got for the year? Yeah, I think that thing about not, not taking on too much, being quite focused and it's recognizing your starting point. So I can start my one-arm handstand journey where I am because I've done a fair amount of basic strength on that up until that point. So I've earned the right to go and play at that level. Whereas if you're starting out on a handstand journey, just two hands on the floor um, at the beginning and you haven't got a lot of strength work, then your program is going to need to prioritize in certain different areas. So I think it is just appreciating where you're at. Putting us in that. You've you've identified where your strengths and weaknesses are and therefore cater for those things in your in your goals and in your program. So I think that's quite a good one for people like identifying your own strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. It goes back to that point of like, have I earned the right to progress to a single arm handstand? And I feel like I have. And my first few sessions at it have confirmed that I feel like I can make progress in it. And there might be a point where I've got to change tactical and do something different. But that always, I think if you are wanting to do a muscle up and you can't do two pull-ups, there's no magic number of pull-ups this year that you need to do before you can do one but i would definitely suggest that your priority needs to be about going to build that foundation to earn the right to progress to go and do the specific work and it's not the sexy answer sometimes you're like i just want to go and get on and i don't want to do all the hard work i just want to do move the bit where i'm already awesome doesn't often well it doesn't work out like that so and i I think like the, the biggest thing for me is that one of the things that's currently making a big difference is my frequency of training i'll achieve more because i can train more and it's not stressful to get there and I'm also the big thing is I'm a massive fan of training at home but not in the winter where my, I can't train yeah. outside because I my training option then at home is in my office and then I don't get away from that work yeah. environment so yeah. that from a stillness and peace perspective of taking me somewhere different yeah. is good but yeah. and this is all it like it might 
be fine. That's my situation. And I've worked at home. I've worked at home for the last 10, 11 years. So home is a, is a workspace, not a restful space. If you've got an office, working at home might be really easy. It's just, it's, it depends on what your environment's like. Well, I think the takeaway of that is like, know it. You see, you have a good uh, self-awareness of like, what what you like and what you respond well to what your situation is you you know yourself well um and that, and that's a, that's definitely a take home message for people to understand understanding yourself and what what makes you work and what makes you tick and what you need and don't need is going to help with your what you're going to do in terms of your training like you've identified that the fact that you would have to train where you in your office space because mm. you don't that's just what it is and that's not really what you want to get out of that and rather than just accepting that and then having a different solution rather than just trying to do the do the thing that your body really doesn't want or your mind really doesn't want to do yeah. it's going to be more successful so people just just understand the uh, like we've both talked in the last podcast about listening to your body it's like just listening to your body and and understanding yourself um you know it's actually teased me up for my thing of actually nicely of going understanding like our personality is part of that um I know from experience that I, there's like, I've got two like, if you get me, if something like captures my attention and I'm motivated, I can be like Mr. Motivator <laughs> and like challenge Annika all in one go. And it's like, I am doing this, but it has to, it has to capture my imagination in some way. So, um, like one of my lower body goals is the dragon pistol, which when I first try, started doing a few, like, have a play around of how horrible and difficult is this going to be, where your legs underneath mm. and your doctors are just screaming at you and then your my hips too tight on the other side. Um, where have you, how low have you got to get to on that? Where is it, like... Like, to the bottom of a pistol, basically. Oh, is it? And, but it's amazing. I've not done anything, like, super specific on it. All I've done is, like, consistently done a little bit of it. Not every day or anything yeah. silly like that, but, like... I will make sure I do something on it during the week. I couldn't even tell you how many reps and sets, mm. et cetera, at the moment. I'm just like, just just sort of like getting the movement pattern going a bit, touching on like feeling what the strength is like. And it's and it's feeling, it's starting to, it, it was one of those, when we talk about redefining, it was one of those. How do you get your leg <laughs> off the flipping? I can't even lift it off the floor. Whereas now I can, but I need to well use my hands or I raise my foot up on a box, et cetera. I've got some ways to allow me to do the movement pattern the takeaway f- for for people is to go find something that allows you to be consistent at it. And then for me, I've probably known, probably had weaker doctors for a very, very, very long time, blissfully unaware for a very long time, more, re- more recent years become aware of it, but still didn't do anything about mm. it. It's, whereas I, the Dragon Pistol, I like the challenge of it. It looks cool and then like, I still do. I read. Does training my doctors excite me and interest me? Not really. But it's but this. I'm not reason. training my yeah, doctors. Yeah. I'm just doing a dragon person. They get trained as part of it. Mm. Um, and so matching for me, what's certainly worked, and that's understanding ourselves. And it may or may not work for you, but it's something to 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 pose a question. Does matching up what you want to work on with a movement goal help you to then? be consistent at it. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, the, the dragon pistol gives me that adductor strength on the leg that's coming across, but it also gives me the, the that's almost, almost like external hip flexibility or mobility on the standing leg. Um, 
and I'm feeling like you said about the lower body stuff with the, your load. Mm. Like I'm, we've probably got quite very different bodies, and I'm feel the more. I open up and let that range of motion happen. And, you know, all of it's some of loads of that stuff, single leg stuff, so there's loads of spinning mm. going in as well. It, it feels great. And what's but, interesting, so it's just that, that you've talked about it loads before to me. I've probably not took it seriously enough in my, as a young SNC coach, mm. relatively like going, like the importance of like hips and spine. I'm like the trunk being sat on top of the hips and the shoulders being sat on top of that. Like my shoulders are feeling even better from doing less a specific mm. shoulder stuff and more hip spine stuff because i've got my back bend one as well yeah yeah, um, yeah and it's, it's just it's i guess it's yeah, i think we're quite holistic. different i was thinking about that today actually like your strength training background lower body is much much greater than mine so well, flex you, think can you think one like can you remember what my flexibility was like lower yeah, body flexibility but, fle- but your strength is really good so your strength reserve if you like in, in that sense of things like you, you you could go on a take a strength-based lift uh, like a deadlift or something yeah. like that and you still be able to pull I bet I an could, impressive amount of I weight. bet I could pull 160. Yeah, now, given you've not tomorrow. done anything whereas I'm going to be nowhere near that whereas yeah. my reserve is mobility-based so it's like we're almost working at different yeah, yeah, ends yeah. of that spectrum whereas I actually need more strength you probably need some more range um, and then you're, you've probably got much clearer application of what you want to do with that at the moment. I don't really have a goal around it apart from I just want to do more and feel better. Um, I want to <laughs> feel stronger again. Yeah, so. It made me wonder what I could back squat. Yeah, have a go. I think you deadlift, yeah. Would you, I, 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 but I, it would be a stupid test to do. It's not it's worth not, it. It's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. But I reckon, I reckon, I actually think I could probably squat close to 140. You know, yeah. you know for one? Yeah, yeah. I could probably do a 60. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that did turn into, did, is that turn into a ramble or not? I don't know. Like, it's an offload of Sammy, just general Sammy. thoughts. Yeah. But um, hopefully the training process comes out and that you can apply some of that to what you want to work on this year. Um, but as I said, I think that Jacko's key points there around just the, the, some of the simplicity for me, variety for you. Both of us are doing stuff which makes us feel good. And I, apart from having some movement-specific goals, which gives us a, a reason to do stuff, a lot of it is just around that whole thing of like, how do you want to move and what's going to make you feel good by doing it? And I'm not going into the gym with its pull-ups and dips and da, da, da. it's going to be just like, what, what, when it's capacity, it's just it's anything. Yeah. It's what feels good in that day. And, and like you said, I think where your lower body training is going, for me, some of the upper body stuff is similar. Of just moving and using the selection of exercises that get me into different positions yeah. and move the shoulder and build strength in different ways. And yeah. um, I the think just on that of like going, you know what's really difficult is to work on your weaknesses. Yeah. So like we've talked about, ident- you know where you're strong and you're weak and, you know, and then work on them. But it's, if, you are, if you can identify your weaknesses, that's what we need. We need to do that. But then we need to actually, what's difficult is then going and working on because it's miserable working on that's what's hard. Yeah. So that's where for me, it's so important for me personally to then find a, a movement goal that ticks that box of that shape I'm trying to get into that inspires me or motivates and drives me to do it mm. um but that's because i and that's you know it goes back to knowing myself and my personality and that's where i'd encourage people at home to do the same like try to understand yourself about what works for you don't do what tim is saying or what i'm saying just because we said it because it might be that what you respond best to is a really rigid program mm. if you know that yeah, if you're trying well, to then, form habits of training for yeah example. then then yeah. then do a rigid diet but you you only find out what you um 
what works for you if you explore and are open to finding out what works for you rather than just trying to copy someone else. Yeah, I was just thinking if you're a beginner and you're starting this and thinking about getting into calisthenics and we're talking about single arm handstands and all this complicated oh, crazy, stuff, yeah. like don't be overwhelmed um, by that or put off. It's We're all in the same process. And, and what we've done, what we've found from interviewing people who are way better handstanders like Yuri Marmestein, like people like that than us, we all go through the same process. The things I've got to do to get a single arm handstand is the same process as what you've got to do to get your first handstand, your first human flag. Like it's yeah. just building the the movement capacity or movement capabilities, teaching yourself to learn to move in a new way, and then adding in some specific and global strength. And that's what our whole approach is around. So you can do these these principles that we're talking about. Yes, some of them may be sort of higher level skills, but the, the essentials are you've got to move better, you've got to learn to move in a new way, and you have to get strong for that pattern. Yeah. And that can apply to your first pull-up, push-up, human flag, bat lever, or, or whatever. Yeah. No, I was going to say the same thing, like thinking of like, if you're trying to learn your first pull-up, that can be flipping miserable yeah, it's hard, because yeah. it's flipping hard. Like it doesn't matter. We're all beginners of, of all mm. the time of whatever we're doing. And um, if that's you, take the same principles. Like what is, do you want, what works for you? Something rigid or something a bit more flexible? What parts of you, what's, where are your weaknesses on that? What can what exercises can you do and simplify it to make that happen? You know, we've got a ton of resources like on YouTube. There's some really nice. Uh, there's a couple of videos that spring to mind about helping with you if you are first pull up specifically. There's a couple of good ones in there. There's a pull up program inside the virtual classroom. Um, so th- there's all that stuff there. Um, you know, if you need that extra help, guidance, and support. Um, and as Tim says, just don't yeah, don't get put off by. Th- what, that's what I tried to make the point at the beginning. The, the the end goal is irrelevant. It's more the the process and the principles of how we're going to go about trying to achieve them that I hope um, is helpful for you if you are listening. That's forty nine minutes, Jacko. Perfect. So we'll be done by. We can start start get the ramp get the off ramp ready. It's twenty five minutes each. Then we're gonna we're gonna hit this. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> So, guys, we hope you've enjoyed our little sort of uh, view towards what's going to happen over yeah. the, or the intention for the plan. I think the other, my final thought from that is my training program, and I know Jacko's will be as flexible. Um, it's just you can evolve it. So have a think about writing some stuff down. Set some structure for yourself. Understand what it is that you're working towards. And when you see it on a piece of paper, you'll often realize that whether that's enough or not enough and whether it's going to fit into what's actually achievable for you based on training availability, what work you've got on your family life. You've got all of those other components to try and consider um, and make a plan that works. And then the biggest thing and the best thing you can do to is commit to it and stick to it in yeah. the long term. Give it time. Don't be, don't fall into the trap of program hopping and after two weeks seeing me seeing Jacko doing something, I think that looks quite cool. I'm going to sack all this stuff off and go and do that <laughs> instead. Um, unless it's of more value to you than what unless you're currently doing. Backflip. <laughs> unless it's a backflip. I'm like, I'm quite jealous and now I want to do one. Um, on that, in terms of the, you said about like write those girls down and then put them somewhere where you're going to see them so that you can do exactly what Tim said. See them, get reminded of them and change them as and when you feel like you need to. They're, they need to, my sort of last point on having a goal written down is it needs not to be an intimidating thing. As you said, like if you write down too many things, mm. too, it needs not to be intimidating. It needs to be encouraging, inspiring and seen regularly for you to then be consistent about it 
but at the same time, like you can cross one out and go, no, that's gonna, that's next year. Or actually, no, I don't need to do that anymore. Or this, that, the other. Yeah, I've kind of when I thought about these, like I'm, we spoke last year about I didn't really set any significant mm. goals because you didn't year. like, yeah, you didn't like the idea. I don't like the it. idea of it, but I've reframed it a bit this year and I've gone. What I've talked about today, these are my current priorities, and my priorities might change where based on the other the other priorities in my life shift. So all of a sudden work or project we're trying to get off the ground might become the priority and therefore my trading priorities are going to have to adapt. The thing with the goals I got into the feeling of was if I don't hit them, I've failed. Whereas I can my priorities feel more fluid, but that's coming off the back of being fairly disciplined in terms of if I set something out, I'll go for it. Yeah. I don't need the goal as a necessarily carrot. But yeah, if that helps anybody in terms of just mentally kind of like placing in how it all fits together in your landscape then hopefully that's of value and uh, we really really would uh, love to know what goals you uh, guys and girls out there have a few of you or quite a lot of you already on um, particularly on Instagram have been sharing uh, what those goals are um, a lot of people inside the virtual classroom are obviously encouraging and helping each other um, those that are sharing what they are in there and you've got a load of training programs and resources to help you with that. Uh, but whether you're in the virtual classroom, whether you just follow along on social, YouTube, wherever it is, or you just listen to the podcast, like do get in touch. We want we want to know what you're doing. We want to know what people are up to. We want to try and help you achieve those goals. Um, and so, yeah, get in touch. Um, and also keep back to what we said at the beginning. Keep me and Tim accountable to the things that we've said we're going to try and learn. And we shall do the same with you. We better get off the airwaves, Jacko. Until next time. Class dismissed. So thank you so much again for listening. We don't take it lightly that you uh, give up probably an hour of your time to listen to these podcasts. So we really do appreciate that. We hope you got a load of value out of it, guys. And we would, if you did, we would love you to do a couple of things for us. One of them is tell other people and share it if you thought that we were adding some value. And also, if you want to, pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and give us a five-star review. We like five stars. Four stars, not as good. Keep it five. Five are the best. Five of your best stars, please. <laughs> And if you would like to find out more about the School of Calisthenics and see the best of everything that we have got, head over to our virtual classroom. You can access it from the website at schoolofcalisthenics.com. And that is where we have got literally, possibly, the best calisthenics resource available anywhere in the world. It's definitely the best one we've done. And on that note, until next week, class dismissed. <laughs>